runo fifty of kalevala the land of the heroes by elias lunrot translated by william forsell kirby eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine runo fifty marjata argument the virgin marjata swallows a cranberry and brings forth a boy the child disappears and is found after a long search in a swamp he is taken to an old man to be baptized but the latter will not baptize the fatherless child until after due consideration Vinamoinen comes to inquire into the matter and advises that the ill-omened boy should be put to death but the child reproaches him for his unjust sentence the old man baptizes the boy as king of karelia at which Vinamoinen is grievously offended and leaves the country, but first declares that he will again make a new Sampo and Kantala and light for the people. He sails away in a copper boat to a land between earth and heaven, but he leaves behind his Kantala and his great songs as a parting gift to his people. Concluding Verses Marjata, the petted damsel, in her home long time was growing in the home of her great father in her tender mother's dwelling and five chains wore out completely and six rings she wore out likewise for her father's keys she used them which around her waist were hanging and she wore out half the threshold with her skirts as she was passing and she half destroyed the rafters where she hung her silken ribbons and she half destroyed the door-posts as her fine sleeves rubbed against them and the planking of the flooring wore away beneath her slippers marjata the petted damsel was a very little damsel and was always pure and holy and was ever very modest and she fed on fish the finest and the soft bark of the fir-tree but the eggs of hens ate never over which the cocks were crowing and the flesh of ewe she ate not had the ewe with ram been running if her mother sent her milking yet she did not go to milking and she spoke the words which follow never such a maid as i am udders of the cows should handle which with bulls have been disporting if no milk from calf is flowing or from calf it is not running if her father sent her sledging in a stallion sledge she went not if a mare her brother brought her then these words the maiden uttered never will i set in mare's sledge which with stallion has been running if no foals the sledge are drawing which have numbered six months only marjata the petted damsel she who always lived a virgin always greeted as a maiden modest maid with locks unbraided went to lead the herds to pasture and beside the sheep was walking on the hill the sheep were straying to the top the lambs were climbing on the plain the maiden wandered tripping through the alder bushes while their call the golden cuckoo and the silvery birds were singing marjata the petted damsel looked around her and she listened sitting on the hill of berries resting on the sloping hillside and she spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed her call thou on o golden cuckoo sing thou still o bird of silver sing thou from thy breast of silver tell me true o saxon strawberry shall i long remain unhooded long among the flocks as herd-girl on the wide-extending heathlands and the far-extending woodlands for one summer for two summers or for five or six of summers or perchance for ten long summers or the time fulfilled already 
Maryata, the petted damsel, for a while lived on as herd-girl. Evil is the life of shepherd, far too heavy for a maiden. In the grass a snake is creeping, in the grass the lizard's wriggling. But not there a snake was writhing, nor in grass the lizard's wriggling. From the hill there cried a berry, from the heath there cried a cranberry. O thou maiden, come and pluck me, rosy-cheeked one, come and gather. Come with breast of tin to pluck me, with thy copper belt to choose me ere the slug should come to eat me or the black worm should disturb me there are hundreds who have seen me thousands more have sat beside me girls by hundreds wives by thousands children too that none can number none among them yet has touched me none has gathered me the wretched Marietta, the petted damsel went a very little distance went to look upon the berry and the cranberry to gather with her skilful hands to pluck it with her beauteous hands to pluck it on the hill she found the berry on the heath she found the cranberry twas a berry in appearance and it seemed to be a cranberry but from ground too high for eating on a tree too weak for climbing from the heath a stick she lifted that she might pull down the berry then from ground the berry mounted upward to her shoes so pretty from her pretty shoes arose it upward to her knees of whiteness rising from her knees of whiteness upward to her skirts that rustled to her buckled belt arose it to her breast from buckled girdle from her breast to chin arose it to her lips from chin arose it then into her mouth it glided and along her tongue it hastened from her tongue to throat it glided and it dropped into her stomach Marietta, the petted damsel after this had chanced grew pregnant and it soon increased upon her and her burden soon was heavy then she cast aside her girdle loosely dressed without a girdle secretly she sought the bathroom and she hid her in the darkness always was her mother thinking and her mother pondered ever what has chanced to our Marietta? what has happened to our house dove that she casts aside her girdle always dresses loosely beltless goes in secret to the bathroom and she hides her in the darkness and a baby gave her answer and the little child made answer this is chance to our Marietta. this befell the wretched creature she has been too long a herd-girl with the flocks too far has wandered and she bore her heavy burden and the pain it brought upon her bore it seven months bore it eight months bore it through the ninth month also by the reckoning of old women and for half the tenth month also while the tenth month thus was passing then the girl was filled with anguish grievous sufferings came upon her and the weight oppressed her sorely for a bath she asked her mother o oh, my very dearest mother make a warm place ready for me and a warm room ready for me where the girl awhile may rest her in the house of suffering women but her mother gave her answer answered thus the aged woman woe to thee o whore of hisi tell me now with whom thou restest with a man as yet unmarried or beside a married hero Marietta, the petted damsel then replied to her in this wise neither with a man unmarried nor with any married hero but i sought the hill of berries and i went to pluck the cranberries and i took what seemed a berry and upon my tongue i laid it quickly in my throat it glided and it dropped into my stomach thus it is that i am pregnant thus it comes that i am pregnant for a bath she asked her father o oh, my very dearest father give me now a well-warmed refuge make a warm room ready for me where the suffering one may rest her and the girl endure her suffering 
but her father gave her answer gave her back a shameful answer go thou forth from here o strumpet wander forth o wench for burning to the bear's own rocky caverns to the caves where bears are lurking thither forth to bear o strumpet bear thy children wench of fire marieta the petted damsel then returned submissive answer not at all am i a strumpet neither am a wench for burning i shall bear a mighty hero and shall bear a noble offspring he shall be a mighty conqueror strong as even Vinamoinen. then the maid was greatly troubled where to go and how to journey where a bath she might provide her and she spoke the words which follow o my little damsel pilty thou the best of all my handmaids find me now a bath in village find a bath near reed-fringed brooklet where the suffering one may rest her and the girl endure her suffering go at once and hasten quickly for my need is of the greatest then the little damsel pilty answered in the words that follow where am i to ask a bathroom who will help me to obtain it thereupon did our marjata answer in the words which follow go and ask a bath from rotus near where issues forth the reed brook then the little maiden pilty listened to her words obedient always ready heedless never always quick avoiding gossip like a mist away she hurried to the yard like snake she hastened with her hands her skirt she lifted in her hands her dress she twisted and upon her course she hastened straight unto the house of rotus hills re-echoed to her footsteps shook the mountains as she climbed them on the heath the cones were dancing gravel scattered o'er the marshes thus she came to rotus dwelling and the house she quickly entered in his shirt sat wicked rotus eating drinking like the great ones in his shirt at end of table in a shirt of finest linen and he asked as he was eating grunted leaning o'er the table what have you to say you beggar wretch why come you running hither then the little damsel pilty answered in the words that follow here i seek a village bathroom seek a bath near reed-fringed brooklet that relief may reach the suffering for the need is very pressing then the wicked wife of rotus presently with arms akimbo slouched along upon the flooring swept to middle of the flooring and she asked upon her coming speaking in the words which follow who is seeking for a bathroom who is seeking for assistance said the little damsel pilty needed tis for our marjata then the wicked wife of rotus answered in the words that follow vacant baths are rare in village none at mouth of reed-fringed streamlet there's a bath upon the clearing and a stable in the pine-wood where the whore may bear her children and the vile one cast her offspring while the horses there are breathing let her take a bath and welcome then the little maiden pilty hurried back with rapid footsteps and upon her course she hastened and she said on her arrival in the village is no bathroom none beside the rush-fringed streamlet and the wicked wife of rotus only spoke the words which follow vacant baths are none in village none at mouth of reed-fringed streamlet there's a bath upon the clearing and a stable in the pine-wood where the whore may bear her children and the vile one cast her offspring while the horses there are breathing let her take a bath and welcome this was all she said unto me this is truly what she answered marieta the hapless maiden when she heard burst forth in weeping and she spoke the words that follow 
thither must i then betake me even like an outcast labourer even like a hired servant i must go upon the clearing and must wander to the pine-wood in her hands her skirt she lifted with her hands her skirt she twisted and she took the bath-whisks with her of the softest leaves and branches and with hasty steps went onward in the greatest pain of body to the stable in the pine-wood and the stall on hill of tapio and she spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed her come thou to my aid creator to my aid o thou most gracious in this anxious time of labour in this time of hardest labour free the damsel from her burden from her pains release the woman that she perish not in torment may not perish in her anguish when at length her journey ended then she spoke the words which follow o thou good horse breathe upon me o thou draughtful snort upon me breathe a vapour bath around me send thou warmth throughout the bathroom that relief may reach the sufferer for the need is very pressing then the good horse breathed upon her and the draughtful snorted on her over all her suffering body when the horse desisted breathing steam was spread throughout the stable like the steam of boiling water Mariata, the hapless maiden she the holy little maiden bathed her in a bath sufficient till she had relieved her suffering and a little boy was born her and a sinless child was given on the hay and horse's stable on the hay and horse's manger then she washed the little infant and in swaddling clothes she wrapped him on her knees she took the infant and she wrapped her garments round him there she reared the little infant thus she reared the beauteous infant reared her little golden apple and her little staff of silver and upon her lap she nursed it with her hands did she caress it on her knees she laid the infant on her lap she laid the infant and began to brush his hair straight and began to smooth his hair down when from off her knees he vanished from her lap the infant vanished Mariata, the hapless maiden fell into the greatest trouble and she hurried off to seek him seek her little boy the infant and she sought her golden apple sought her little staff of silver sought him underneath the millstones underneath the sledge while running underneath the sieve while sifting underneath the lidless basket trees she moved and grass divided spreading out the tender herbage long the little boy she sought for sought her son the little infant sought him through the hills and pine woods on the heath among the heather searched through every tuft of heather and in every bush she sought him roots of juniper updigging and of trees the branches straightening then she thought to wander further and she went upon her wanderings and there came a star to meet her and before the star she bowed her star whom Yumala created know you nothing of my infant where my little son is hidden where is hid my golden apple and the star made answer to her if i knew i would not tell it he it was who me created made me through these days of evil in the cold to shine forever and to glimmer through the darkness then she thought to wander further and she went upon her wanderings and the moon came next to meet her and she bowed herself before him moon whom Yumala created know you nothing of my infant where my little son is hidden where is hid my golden apple and the moon made answer to her if i knew i would not tell it he it was who me created always in these days of evil through the night to watch all lonely and to sleep throughout the daytime 
then she thought to wander further and she went upon her wanderings and there came the sun to meet her and she bowed herself before him sun whom yumala created know you nothing of my infant where my little sun is hidden where is hid my golden apple and the sun made answer wisely well indeed i know your infant he it was who me created in these days of finest weather golden rays to shed about me silver rays to scatter round me well indeed i know your infant know your son unhappy mother there thy little son is hidden there is hid thy golden apple in the swamps to waistband sunken to his armpits in the marshlands maryata the hapless maiden sought her infant in the marshes in the swamps her son discovered and she brought him home in triumph then the son of our maryata grew into a youth most beauteous but they knew not what to call him did not know what name to give him but his mother called him floweret and the strangers called him sluggard and they sought a man to cross him and to sprinkle him with water and an old man came to cross him virokanas to baptize him then these words the old man uttered and in words like these expressed him with the cross i will not sign him nor will i baptize the infant not till he has been examined and a judgment passed upon him who shall dare to come to try him test him and pass sentence on him Vinamoinen, old and steadfast he the great primeval sorcerer he alone came forth to try him and to test him and pass sentence Vinamoinen, old and steadfast sentence gave in words that follow as the boy from marsh has risen from the ground and from a berry on the ground they now shall lay him where the hills are thick with berries or shall to the swamps conduct him on the trees his head to shatter then the half-month-old spoke loudly and the fortnight-old cried loudly o thou old and wretched creature wretched old man void of insight oh how stupid is your judgment how contemptible thy sentence thou hast grievous crimes committed likewise deeds of greatest folly yet to swamps they did not lead thee shattered not thy head on tree-trunks when thyself in youthful folly gave the child of thine own mother that thou thus might scape destruction and release thyself in this wise and again thou wast not carried and abandoned in the marshes when thyself in youthful folly caused the young maids to be sunken in the depths beneath the billows to the black ooze at the bottom then the old man quickly crossed him quick baptized the child with water as the king of all karelia and the lord of all the mighty then was Vinamoinen angry greatly shamed and greatly angry and prepared himself to journey from the lake's extended margin and began his songs of magic for the last time sang them loudly sang himself a boat of copper with a copper deck provided in the stern himself he seated sailing o'er the sparkling billows still he sang on his departure and he sang as he was sailing may the time pass quickly o'er us one day passes comes another and again shall i be needed men will look for me and miss me to construct another sampo and another harp to make me make another moon for gleaming and another sun for shining when the sun and moon are absent in the air no joy remaineth then the aged Vinamoinen went upon his journey singing sailing in his boat of copper in his vessel made of copper sailed away to loftier regions to the land beneath the heavens there he rested with his vessel 
rested weary with his vessel but his kantala he left us left his charming harp in swomi for his people's lasting pleasure mighty songs for swomi's children now my mouth must cease from speaking and my tongue be bound securely cease the chanting of my verses and my lively songs abandon even thus must horses rest them when a long course is completed even iron must be wearied when the grass is mown in summer and the water drops be weary as they trace the river's windings and the fire must be extinguished when throughout the night tis burning wherefore should our songs not falter as our sweet songs we are singing for the lengthy evening's pleasure singing later than the sunset thus i heard the people talking and again it was repeated e'en the waterfall when flowing yields no endless stream of water nor does an accomplished singer sing till all his knowledge fail him better tis to sit in silence than to break off in the middle now my song remains completed tis completed and abandoned in a ball i wind my lays up as a ball i cast them from me on the storehouse floor i lay them with a lock of bones to cure them that from thence escape they never nor in time may be untwisted not unless the lock be opened and its jaws should be extended not unless the teeth be opened and the tongue again is moving what would now avail my singing if the songs i sang were bad ones if i sang in every valley and i sang in every firwood for my mother lives no longer wakes no more my own old mother nor my golden one can hear me naught can learn my dear old mother none would hear me but the fir trees learn save branches of the pine trees or the tender leaves of birch trees or the charming mountain ash tree i was small when died my mother weak was i without my mother on the stones like larks she left me on the rocks like thrush she left me left me like a lark to sing there or to sing as sings the throstle in the wardship of a stranger at the will of a stepmother and she drove me forth unhappy forth she drove the unloved infant to a wind-swept home she drove me to the north wind's home she drove me that against the wind defenceless winds might sweep away the orphan like a lark away i wandered like a hapless bird i wandered shelterless about the country wearily i wandered onward till with every wind acquainted i their roaring comprehended in the frost i learned to shudder and i learned to cry with freezing even now do many people many people i encounter speak to me in angry accents rudest speeches hurl against me curses on my tongue they shower and about my voice cry loudly likewise they abuse my grumbling and they call my songs too lengthy and they say i sing too badly and my songs accented wrongly may you not o friendly people as a wondrous thing regard it that i sang so much in childhood and when small i sang so badly i received no store of learning never travelled to the learned foreign words were never taught me neither songs from distant countries others have had all instruction from my home i journeyed never always did i help my mother and i dwelt forever near her in the house received instruction neath the rafters of my storehouse by the spindle of my mother by my brother's heap of shavings in my very earliest childhood in a shirt that hung in tatters but let this be as it may be i have shown the way to singers 
showed the way and broke the tree-tops cut the branches shone the pathways this way therefore leads the pathway here the path lies newly opened widely opened for the singers and for greater ballad singers for the young who now are growing for the rising generation end of runo fifty recording by expatriate in bangor maine end of kalevala the land of the heroes by elias moonrot translated by william forsell kirby eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve